It's Friday night, everybody. You know what that means. It's Friday night. Let's have some fun. Let's get together and play a ton. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm John. And we're... Friday Night Games. We want to immerse you into our love of the hobby by educating and entertaining you through our board gaming adventures. Our podcast lands every Friday, except in 2022, and we create content for Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. This episode is sponsored by TabletopRenaissance.ca, located in our hometown of Windsor, Ontario, Canada. They have a web store, so go check it out at TabletopRenaissance.ca for your board gaming and tabletop miniature needs. Also check out all the great gaming stores from Windsor. We think they ship around the globe. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe Canada at least. But check out Brimstone Games. Check out Tabletop Renaissance, which we just said. Area 42 Outpost. Yeah. yeah. And the CG Realm. Nice. Yeah. They're all... We're not friends with any of them except for Tabletop Renaissance, but hey, check them out anyway. Check them out. All right. John, what's the topic today? I don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> On today's episode, we're going to be talking about episode one of our highly, highly highly successful last board game standing part two yes can you believe we had a million listeners last time a million i just made that up we did not have a million so we are doing the quest for the best space game copyright by us right and it's gonna be six episodes which is our last game standing series but part duh season two or season 1.5, I guess, because technically we're still in the same year. <laughs> <laughs> Four content creators are going to each represent what they think the best space game of all time is. And also us, too. So Yep, we got else. thrown in the mix. <laughs> Unexpectedly, which we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah. Each game will go through a series of questions that each representative will have to answer. Their answer will lead to that board game staying or going after a bit of debate on each show. Yeah. On each show, a different content creator team will join us to vote off a game in a single vote. If there is a tie, it will not be decided by me like last time. Instead, we left it up to the followers on Instagram to make the decision for us. Yeah. That way you don't have to feel bad. There we go. The content creators will pre-record their answers, which will be aired each week, and every content creator will get to vote one per group, but the final two votes occur day of the recording. So John and I... Sorry. Matt and I get to argue over the vote, <laughs> and then the other content creators can argue over the other vote. Right. And obviously, John is reading from a script, but yes. not completely. He's actually improvising it very well. <laughs> Why did we want to do Last Game Standing 2, John? So just like the first one, I mean, we we love Canada Reads. Oh, yeah. So yeah, we ripped it off. Definitely for... ripped it off the last one. So you know, we just figured we would do it again because we were quickly running out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we might be doing this eight times a year uh, next year. Uh, maybe not. But <laughs> last game standing too, I felt it was a success. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I think a lot of our listeners thought it was a success. How did you feel about it? Yeah, it was nice to to talk to some content creators that, you know, we haven't really had a chance to do anything face-to-face with because of COVID and everything. So it was nice to to see people on whatever we were using, Zoom, Discord, I think, just to be able to put a face to the the creators. And it was really nice to just talk to people and chat about games. Yeah, my one of my favorite things about that was our conversations after. Yeah. I just kind of like tell them like, hey, you need to come up with a topic and I don't care what it is. It doesn't have to be board game related. Yeah. And then they come at us with like, hey, this and that but you know we we kind of do like if you listen to the last series you're listening to this one we're going to go through we're going to vote one game's going to leave and then we're actually going to tell you hey this last game standing is done for this episode but if you want to listen to us have conversation after you're more than welcome to and right. it's a pretty interesting conversation because you have yeah. people who have a lot of knowledge about board games talking about board games right and we had a lot of fun making fun of each other too yes <laughs> 
the second last episode is great because you just like it people are just annihilating the other game like, <laughs> actually this this next episode is really funny too i don't know if you listened to it the people's recordings for the first one but they're actually like pretty funny so yeah, i'm looking forward to it i'm a big humor person and hopefully everyone pulls through on that yeah and you didn't have to play the game you were just repping it right so originally my whole idea was everyone had to play but that yeah. didn't follow through <laughs> It's impossible for yeah. I think. I think the last the last time we had like a big it was a big list, but I think it was fun. What I thought was funny was that there was a, a group that actually physically didn't play the game. They, they played won. it online and they won. So <laughs> there you go. Room fifty one, if you're listening. <laughs> so what sucked about doing it? it? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, you know what? No, yeah. You know, I I think it is a lot of work. It's it a lot, is of, a lot work. of work. Like a lot of pre work. You know, everyone listening to this episode, you're listening to it at the end of November. This is actually recorded at the beginning of November. Right. And we have to do that because we have to schedule content creator after content creator after content creator to get them kind of get to get the content edited in time. Right. I think the biggest opportunity we had was how we did the voting. Oh, yeah. We messed up. Yeah. So when it came down to the tiebreakers, you know, I know you had a you had a hard time deciding which one to, yeah. to take out. I know you took our game out right away. Yeah, I, I did. Because it's just like, ah, I don't really care if we win. Although you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So you know, the, some of the suggestions was, you know, trying to get listeners feedback. Yeah. And so, you know, we posted a thing on our Instagram stories, you know, which, which game would you choose? And unfortunately the polls only allow you to put four options on there, but one was clearly beating all the other ones. So. Oh, okay. So that's good to know. Yeah. I think one, one suggestion that I totally agree with. So before guests would come on the show and they got to vote separately, right? So for instance, if Room 51 came on, Matthew and Justin would vote, each have a separate vote, which actually kind of gave them an advantage in voting. Right. So this time it's not like that. Okay. Whoever comes on the show, they decide as a single entity what is going to be voted off. Yeah. And same thing with us too. We're actually going to have to argue. Cool. So I think that this time around would be a lot more fun. Everyone's going to fight each other. Yeah. So John, why don't we choose space? The final frontier. I think we played a lot of games. Like a million? We a played like million. about a million games. Just We played a lot of games that had a space theme, like very within a very close proximity of time. And it just sort of kind of was like, yeah, there's a lot of space games. Like, which ones have been the best one? Like, what? You know what I mean? So I think that just kind of lit a fire under our butt for it. Yeah, I mean, I have it listed. We played Beyond the Sun, Terraforming Mars, Terraforming Mars Ares Expansion, Godspeed, Red Rising, Excavation Earth. I only played that one. The Loop, which time trial. I, I count it, but yeah. it's, not, it's not quite. And then Cryo. Right. So we played all of those games. And I'm like, man, people got to choose these games for sure. Yeah. Obviously, no one chose any of those games. <laughs> we didn't even choose any of those games. Oh, no, we didn't. That's funny. But yeah, I think out of those games, like I thought Beyond the Sun would have been on this list coming up in a second. Didn't you? Yeah, I don't know why we didn't choose it. I think it... Well, I, I know why we didn't choose it. <laughs> our, our choice is awesome. That's why. Yeah. Well... <laughs> Well, unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, someone had to drop out of our competition. So we'll let you know right now. On Mars was supposed to be in that list of five games, but content creator had to drop out yeah. due to unexpected circumstances. But so we're at the last minute. We're like, well, what game could we talk about really quickly without having to like really rack our brains to try and remember? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you'll hear it in a minute or two, but that, that that's the game we chose. Nice. Yeah. So anyways... <laughs> <laughs> we figured some of those games had to be on the best game of all time, but we were completely wrong, and none of those made it. Right. <laughs> Heck, we even had, like, on our shelf, we even have, like, 
the search for planet x you know both the crews you know i have lord of the rings we have disney's villainous those are space games right sure <laughs> i didn't know lord of the rings took place in space but hey why not just put some astronaut helmets on them and sure. send them to the moon right but yeah I don't, i'm like are, did any of them are gonna get picked john did any of them no oh man we even tried like a space theme podcast to kind of sway the decision we're like hey listen to us talk about space games hint hint did that work <laughs> no no one listens to us <laughs> How many, hints, that do? how many hints do we need to drop man <laughs> how many hints do we need to drop anyway space is freaking cool right yeah don't you wish you had a billion dollars what would you do definitely go to space uh a side note side okay. note yep so with this whole like well, i can't think of his name now elon musk no, uh, elon musk but uh jeff bezos, jeff bezos you know, racing to get to space. I think it was like World Hunger Organization or something like that was like, oh, if one of these like rich people could afford to go to space, you know, if they if they could spend, you know, $6 billion would solve world hunger, blah, 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 on like Twitter or something. Oh, I heard that. And then Elon Musk like yeah. replied and was like, if you can have like an open source, if you can tell me like where the money's going to go to and have an open source because everyone can see where he challenged he's going he challenged to I he's like that. i would sell i would sell tesla stock and give it to you right now that's i actually read that <laughs> comment yeah i actually kind of agree with that if yeah. you think his comment was kind of like smug elon musk right if you think you could solve world hunger with six billion dollars then you know let's do it tell me how to do it yeah which i kind of agree with six billion dollars is six million there's six billion people on the earth that's a dollar per person so yeah. i don't know where you got that <laughs> stat from but okay whatever anyway so, yeah. what would i do with that money i would probably go to space i actually wouldn't go to space yeah, I, would. <laughs> I, I would like to go to space would you yeah would I, would, you really? I, I would like to like maybe not like to the moon or like to mars or something but i would like to like do kind of what you know william shattered it just like a little up a little bit and be like oh yeah that's cool and then come back down yeah i would like jettison my body out in the space like the search for spock like when you're dead yeah, and like hopefully I land on a planet, and then they send out that terraforming missile, and then like, <laughs> boom, I'm young, young Matt again. I don't know. So when you die, I'll I'll take your ashes and put it onto a a, a homemade rocket. <laughs> Sounds good. It'll make That's it right. Sure. <laughs> okay. Well, you promised me. <laughs> Anyways, this time around. <laughs> So last time I spent a whole lot of time researching games, like a whole lot of time, like like days. And I'm Too like, much. I have this list, like, let's do it. I want it to be open-ended, but I also want it to be specific. This time I was just like, just give me a, give me a space game, man. Give me anything. Just give me a space game. It can even be loosely based on space. Like, I'll throw Villainous up there if you said, I really want to rep Villainous. <laughs> I'd be like, sure. You know what? I don't even care anymore. I really don't. Oh, no. <laughs> I was actually hoping people would choose like ridiculous games, like games like no one's ever heard of. Like, yeah. what's that game you play a lot of? Desolation. Desolate. Desolate. Yeah. yeah. Like, I hope someone would pick that, but no one did. But they never do. You know. Yeah. I mean, our list is pretty heavy. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Every game we got on that list is basically going to take you like five hours to play. Yeah. And every game you fell asleep while playing on this that is, list. This is correct. <laughs> I don't think there's a game we got through that you didn't fall asleep on on that list, is there? Oh, no. So <laughs> one of them I fell asleep while we were watching a video of how to play. Oh, you were asleep. I took a full-on nap. <laughs> An hour-long nap because that's how long <laughs> the video was. <laughs> and then the other one, one of them we played at a convention and you just yeah, you just were falling. It was like late. So yeah. I get it. 
you're an early person. And then the other one, you were you're just tired. And you're just, and my couch is comfortable, so you're like, oh man, this is just. I stayed. I stayed up last week. You did our second playthrough of that one. Yeah. But <laughs> anyways, last time it was really actually really hard to scrounge up four groups to do this with us too. This time, this time we had previous people like dying to get on. Yeah. And I'll, I'll shout out them. Dyson Dragons want to get back on again. Bridge City Board Gamers want to get back on again. And they were like repping us to the group. They're like, dude, you got to do this. It's awesome. And, I, and I'm glad that they were on our side for that. And that yeah. actually motivated these people to do it. Nice. I'm very excited. I'm sorry that I had to say no to those people who wanted to be on again. You know who you are. I just said to you. I'm really sorry about that. But, you know, want to get some more people on. But maybe the next one. Maybe the next one. Yeah, we'll see. Beyond. But the cast we have is amazing. Mostly Canadians again, but that's because Canadians are super cool, right? Nanaimo bars, maple syrup, hockey. Ketchup chips. Ketchup chips. All dressed chips. Coffee crisp. Cadbury, even though Cadbury's kind of English, but. Smarties. Oh, Smarties. Yes. Rockets. Wonder Bar. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways. Oh, you're right. Wonder Bar is not like Butterfinger. No. No, I actually ate a Butterfinger today, and I had a Wonder Bar a week, couple no, of weeks ago. What was I thinking Wonder Bar was? What's the one that know. has, like, it's like a sponge inside? You're thinking Crunchy. No, no, no. It's Crunch. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a nougat crunch. It, it's Crunch, for sure. No, it's not Crunch. No, no, it looks like a sponge, and it's, like, very light and like a sponge. Crunch. It's not Crunch. <laughs> okay, maybe it's... I digress. I don't know. Oh, okay. oh, you know what? Crunch is the one that has peanut butter and has a wafer, but I know which one you're talking about. It's, I don't really like them. Hmm. They're like a, they're like, like sticky to eat. Yeah, it's like that. What are those balls, people? <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> uh, all right, moving on. Let's get, let's get, let's get, let's define the rules for last space game standing of all time frontier final. <laughs> I like that title. All right, there are five games, one each selected by each content creator who will champion questions on the game. These will be pre-recorded and released each episode. If a game is not in the current round to be voted on, it will still be played with the others so we can talk about them afterwards. Every week, each content creator will listen to the answers for the week's question. And then every content creator not on the show for the week will vote in advance. The content creators who are on the show will reveal their vote that episode. With our vote. With our vote. All ties will be decided by our followers in a poll. That way, Matt doesn't have to feel bad about choosing an option. (laughs) (laughs) Right, yeah. Every week, there will be a new grueling question that each content creator will have answers for, uh, which, again, are pre-recorded. After we listen to the answers, us and the content creator for the show will debate the answers we will then all vote then talk about the decision then the content creator will engage in a discussion with us on a topic of their choice at the end of four voting episodes only one game will be left standing and we will have a retro episode just like last time where we make fun of ourselves right and just so you all know this isn't about being the best it's about not being the worst Mm -hmm. there's no stupid questions just stupid people we're pretty stupid, so <laughs> get ready for it. All right, awesome. John, let's introduce the content creators and the games that were chosen. Let's do it. Hey, everyone. It's us. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you read that LOL on the note, John. <laughs> Matt and John here at Friday Night Games. We run this podcast. Whoa, whoa. You can find us on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, why Who even? wrote this? <laughs> I wrote this. <laughs> Yeah, so someone dropped out, so whatever. We're talking about Space Team. Space Team! It's the best game about space ever made. 
It is published by who, John? Stellar Factory, Timber and Bolt. Designed by Tim Hutchings, Matthew Cesson. Art by Sergey Gregorian and Matthew Cesson. Uh, Space Team is a fast-paced, cooperative, shouting-at-each-other game in which you race to repair your malfunctioning spaceship. In front of every player, there's a pile of cards in which pieces of the spaceship are randomly in all piles. Along with malfunctions, you have to get all these pieces of the spaceship and assemble them before the timer runs out. I think it's five minutes, but whatever, we threw this thing together, so... So you have a hand of tools that are used to remove the top card of the piles in front of you. What's the catch, though? catch is that you have to pass tools around the table by passing it to the person next to you, to pass it to the person next to them, to pass it to the person who needs it. Right. So Thus, it's just this game of passing tools everywhere. Everyone's just shouting at each other for tools that, and, you know, it's chaos. Yeah. You need, you know, I need a flux capacitor. I'm yelling, John, pass it over, buddy. I, I can't get this piece of spaceship. It is like a giant mash. <laughs> So the general theme of Space Team is that you are a team on a spaceship, just like the Starship Enterprise, right? Yeah. There's no way this game's going to lose. It is honestly the best space game we've ever played. Yeah, it is definitely better than all those large space games with a bajillion rules. And it's going to hit every major point that we're going to talk about throughout the next last game standings anyway. We also created this series. So if you listen to the last one, you know that our game's going to win, obviously. Right, because we're going to rig it. Yeah. Don't vote off on my, I mean, space team. (laughs) Yeah, this. Space team blew away on Mars, and that's why we're doing it. Yeah. The first question that we're going to answer here is about us. So who are we? Well, I am Jared. And I'm Jay. And we collaborate on this podcast called Mentor Minutes, a board gaming podcast where we talk about top 10 games and interview other designers and publishers and stuff like that. But we're associated with the Meeple Mentor YouTube channel and also found on social media as Meeple Mentor. And our channel is uh, basically, I create a lot of tutorial videos for board games. Uh, medium and heavyweight. We have news every other Friday mm-hmm. and unboxings, yeah. lore videos, lots of good stuff. So that's a little bit of who we are. You can find us, of course, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, of course, and then the website www.meeplementor.com. Yeah. Our game pick is Nemesis as best space themed board game. Right. And this is by Adam Kwapinski. And I'm going to just double check on some of these names because they're they're Polish. So Adam Kwapinski from Awaken Realms is the publisher and artists. There's actually several. And the art in this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Do you want to give these a shot on the oh names? Oh, boy. Let's see. Yeah. All right. So we've got yeah several art artists. And I apologize uh, that I'm going to totally butcher these names. And not me. Uh, <laughs> but it looks like Piotr Foksowicz, Patek Zedrasek, Iwa Labak. Andrehe Polteranos. Perfect. Yeah. Nailed it. My best, my best effort. That's all. So these are the people who made Nemesis. The mm-hmm. game is essentially about uh it's it's set in the spaceship Nemesis. And these people were on a, a long-term, you know, course to explore new worlds and collect resources that from mining asteroids and stuff. But mm-hmm. there was a problem. And in the game, it picks up where there's an uh, an alert. Uh, sounds are blaring, the ship's saying there's a problem, and everyone wakes up in their hibernatorium from, you know, cryosleep. Mm-hmm. And they awake to discover there's <clears throat> blood on the floor, and one of their crewmates is dead. 
and they need to figure out what's going on. So uh, because of the cryo sleep, you only remember that, you know, the engines are at the back and the, the uh, cockpit of the, the pilot where the pilot is. Yeah, the cockpit is yeah. at the front and mm -hmm. they don't really remember the arrangement of the, the rooms and everything. But to make sure that they're at least getting the ship back and functioning properly, you got to check the engines and at least two of the three have to be working mm -hmm. and you have to check the coordinates and make sure you're still heading towards Earth and not Mars or some other planet and mm -hmm. some deep space. Of course, there's an alert going on. <laughs> What's happening? What you're going to find is as you slowly make your way around the ship, you're going to make noise. And sometimes you're going to surprise spawn an alien creature uh, called intruders. And there are actually four or five versions of them mm -hmm. that have, you know, their, their life cycle. Yeah, different stages of development. And so these guys start coming out and you're going to have to defend yourself and basically avoid getting killed as you accomplish your objectives. Right. So this is a very heavy sci-fi thematic type of game. Yeah, I, I, I kind of think of it as a sci-fi survival horror, mm. you know, kind of thing. Um, but it's also cooperative. Right. Um, semi. Semi-cooperative. Now, there's a fully cooperative mode in here, but for the most part, you want to play as the base game is, mm -hmm. where you've got uh, objectives that may or may not be traitorous to yeah. either some or all of the other players. Right, right. And, um, and that adds just a really interesting level of tension to the game because you're always questioning other people's motives when they're doing certain things. Right. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, you, you've got these two objectives, whether they're corporate or personal, which are cards. And then once you see your first alien, you know, as a team, then you have to decide which of those cards you're going to pursue for your personal objective, which are always, you know, secret. Um, and each of those cards also has an option. So it'll mm -hmm. have like a top and bottom option for you to try to complete. But as long as you can survive, complete your objective, and make sure that, you know, the ship goes to Earth and is not going to blow up, then you're good. And yeah. part of that is hibernating in the hibernatorium or using an escape pod, right. which may or may not be unlocked. Right, right, right. So, and then there's also, if you have done some combat with aliens or through various circumstances, you could potentially be infected as well. And so that's always a real even if you make it off the ship even if everything is going well there's always the potential that you end up being infected by one of these alien creatures that, too. that is a big problem because the last time we played <laughs> yes i accomplished everything the ship was fine <laughs> and i was out with an escape pod but uh you have to check any contamination cards that you might have you know mm -hmm. still kept in your deck and if any of them scan, you know, with those like red, like, yeah, what do you call those things? It's almost like a red lens scan, like the old yeah, school. Yeah, red lens viewer yeah. where it, you slide the card in and it reads out either infected right. or some gibberish, right? Mm -hmm. So if any of those that you've collected say infected, then you are infected and you have to do one final check to see if you actually die. Right. right. And I died. Yes, yes. And I, I didn't actually make it off the ship the last time we played because I just, I had, there is some, there's dice rolls, but there's also strategy. And I just had bad dice roll after bad dice roll after bad kept, dice roll. He kept was spawning horrible. enemy after enemy yeah. everywhere he was going. Yeah. And at one point, he just turned tail and ran the other way of yeah. the ship. Yeah. But and, it didn't help. Yeah. And even if I had made it, the uh, room I was going to go in would have malfunctioned anyway. So that's right. It was just, I was, I was set to go down with the ship from the beginning. So that's, that's Nemesis in a nutshell. It's a very thematic co-op with a lot of that traitorous yeah. possibilities. It's a lot of fun, plays in about three and a half hours, I'd say. Yeah. yeah on depending average. On the, yeah. Size and depending on the missions, but. And it plays well at, I'd say three to five, really. Yeah. yeah I think so. I think so. So that's the game we've chosen for the, uh, the podcast. Yeah. So. 
for all the other contributors, bring it on. Bring it. Hello, everybody. I'm Rob. And I'm Anna Marie. And we are The Meeple Dungeon. And you can find us on Twitter and YouTube and our own podcast on all the main major podcasting sites. And we are extremely excited to be here today at the Friday Night Games Last Game Standing Space Edition. Yeah, thank you for inviting us yeah. on. This is exciting. Super cool to be here. I lo- we loved listening to the first set of the last game standing absolutely and it was just a blast to listen to and we're super stoked to be part of this this fall so this is great so we are here to talk about the greatest space game ever made what game is that Marie? that game is eclipse new dawn for the galaxy it is designed by tuco tacocalio development graphic design and rule book are done by sampo sikio the game box cover and species illustrations are done by Aussie Hikala, and it is published by Lautiplit. And this is a two to six player game, and it plays around three hours depending on player count. Yes, Eclipse. Now, this game is hands down the greatest space game ever made. Mm-hmm. And that is just a general fact. I'm pretty sure that's fact. widely accepted and known and taught. Yeah. In all the board game obviously universities out there. So <laughs> we're, you know, since we've already spoiled the entire series, really, really sorry about that. But I think we're kind of done here. Yeah, um, I mean, what else is there to say? There's we, not a lot to say it is other the than best game. I mean, it is the number one space game ever made. So I don't know. Do we do we go? Well, we could. I think they did want us to talk a little bit longer. So Really? Yeah, I think I think maybe maybe let's give them a little bit okay. more. Give them a little taste. So, okay, let's set the stage for everyone that well, I don't know if there's anyone that hasn't heard of Eclipse, but if you haven't, I'm going to set the stage for you. The galaxy has been a peaceful place for many years after the ruthless Terran hegemony war. Much effort has been employed by all the major spacefaring species to prevent the terrifying events from repeating themselves. The Galactic Council was formed to enforce precious peace, but it has taken many courageous efforts to prevent the escalation of malicious acts. Nevertheless, tension and discord are growing among the seven major species and in the Council itself. Old alliances are shattering, and hasty diplomatic treaties are made in secrecy. A confrontation of the superpower seems inevitable. Only the outcome of the galactic conflict remains to be seen. So, throughout a game of Eclipse, you will control galactic sectors, fight epic space battles, form strategic alliances, and research technologies to upgrade the starships in your fleet. So each of these elements earn you victory points, and at the end of the nine rounds that make up Eclipse, whoever has best outwitted, outfought, and out-explored their competing factions will have earned the most victory points and emerged victorious to lead the galaxy to greatness. I don't think there's much more needs to be said other than that. I mean, <laughs> anyone that has heard that knows that this is obviously the greatest space game ever made. Oh. But since people want to know a little bit more about it, I'm going to tell you a little bit how this game plays. So, at the start of the game, you are going to be selecting an asymmetrical alien species of various strengths and weaknesses. You could also play with the human sides, but they're all identical. Nobody does that, so play with the alien species. I'm just going to tell you right now. Yeah, adds adds more variety. Yes, much more variety and much more interesting elements. So, you're going to start by grabbing your unique 
ship miniature fleet. You're going to place that on your side of the table, which is made up of interceptors, cruisers, and dreadnoughts. You're going to place uh, some of your units on your home planet tile. And this whole board is a modular board made up of hexes. And you're going to start on your own little planetary hex, all, all by yourself on your side of the board. And then on your turn, you're going to be taking one action. That's simple. You're either going to be moving your ships, you are going to be building ships, you're going to be exploring new star systems, you're going to be putting out influence, you're going to be researching technology or upgrading your sweet, sweet ships. Sweet, sweet ships. <laughs> Each action is though that you take is going to increase your debt. So every time you take an action, you're going to be moving an influence disc out onto the, the board and it's going to increase how much money you lose every turn. So you have to make sure that you manage all of your resources, including your money and your science and all of your building materials. After your turn is done, the next player is going to go, and around around the table you're going to go until everybody passes, because everyone's going to want to make sure that they don't go into too much debt, because that can be bad news hugely detrimental for you. So after everyone has passed, you're going to resolve all combats. Anybody that is sharing a hex is going to be at war with each other, unless they have a little treaty going on, but you know, that's... Treaties are made to be broken, so you're going to resolve your combats with some epic dice throwing of just craziness. You're going to draw new technology tiles out of the out of a bag, and you're going to place those onto the board so there's new technologies you can research on the next turn. And then you're going to pass that first player marker to the next person, and you're going to go to the next round. And after nine rounds, whoever has the most points wins the epicness of Eclipse. Done. And that's it. I don't know how else to say it. But this game is just extraordinary and the greatest space game ever made. Ever made. And like, you can just come and try to tell me to my face that it's not. Because I'm, <laughs> I will not be intimidated. Or, or through the podcast. <laughs> yes. Yell at me. Yell at me. Say whatever you want. Won't but I'm change, not backing can't down. Can't change fact. No, fact is fact. Eclipse, number one space game of all time. We got to run. We're going to see you in the next episode. Cheers. Bye-bye. See ya. Hi, I'm Royce Calverly. I'm the co-host of the Definitely a Board Game podcast. A podcast definitely about board games, except when it isn't. And I am here to champion the greatest space game of all time. The clear winner, Twilight Imperium. Twilight Imperium was released in 1997. It was put out by Christian Peterson and Fantasy Flight Games. It's gone through four editions. The most recent fourth edition came out in 2017. So we're looking at a game that has had over 24 years of, of success and development. It's a game that involves 17 different races, 51 galaxy tiles that include planets and asteroids and supernovas and space storms and wormholes. And all of these different races are battling for Mechatol Rex, the primary planet, the original ruling planet for the entire galaxy. How can that not possibly sound incredible? This is the original 4X board game. Explore, expand, exploit, and exterminate. Unlike a number of the other games that other people will be champion, that let's face it, they always start off their description. Well, it's like Twilight Imperium, but well, if you're starting with it's like Twilight Imperium, but why not start with Twilight Imperium? Why not start with the greatest? It's an original world. It's not based on an IP and intellectual property like some of these are. 
and some of these are even cheap copies of IPs. This is an original world where you were representing one of these original races, and each race is unique. It has its own powers, its own trading needs, its own skills and strategies, its own feel, its own ideal. How do you play Twilight Imperium? Well, it's real simple. You start off, you choose one of eight roll cards. That roll card is going to do two things. One, it tells you what order you're going to be playing in, so you have control on whether you're going to go first or last. And it gives you a special strategy or a special ability for that turn. So there's always this immediate choice. Do I want to go with the special ability that I really want, but I have to go later in the turn? Maybe I want to go later in the turn, but the ability I want is a little bit earlier. Having to choose that right off the bat is just this delicious moment. And then we take turns, and we're moving our fleets. We're exploring and claiming planets. We're researching new technologies and weapons and, and flight and different kinds of ships. Everything you can think of in technologies. We're trading with each other. It's not just all about fighting, although we can also fight with each other. We can attack. We can take over other people's planets. We can eliminate other fleets. We can get eliminated. It all depends. We are racing to compete these public objectives. So there's 10 objectives that we're trying to complete, we're trying to get a hold of. And then we even have a secret objective that no one else knows about. We get super points for doing that as well. This is the space game to end all space games. It includes everything there is to include when it comes to space games. It is in space. It's not on the planet. It's not even just on one ship. It is. It covers the entire galaxy. I cannot say enough good things about Twilight Imperium, and we know already that we're going to win, because every other game is just a cheap copy. All right, thank you. I'm Royce Calverly. This is definitely a board game podcast. You can find us anywhere podcasts live, iHeartRadio, iTunes, everywhere else. You can reach us on Twitter or on Facebook at DefinitelyBoard, at BoardDefinitely on Twitter. We look forward to hearing from you, and we'll see you in the next episode. Twilight Imperium wins. You are listening to Of Dyson Men on Friday Night Games. I think and that's we the are participating in the uh, last game standing for the best space game ever. We are indeed. And the game that we nominated is personal favorite of mine. I'm pretty sure you guys like it as well. Battlestar and Galactica. Well known as best game ever. Yeah, Battlestar Galactica. And it is, if not the best game ever, at least the best space game ever. It is published by Fantasy Flight Games, designed by a whole bunch of people. Uh, Corey Knitska is the lead designer, and there's a few designers involved in some of the expansions. Tim Ern, James Niff, uh, Kniffen, and uh, again, apologizing for slaughtering everyone's last name. Daniel Clark, I'm pretty sure I got that one correct. A <laughs> uh, whole bunch of artists as well. Uh, Kevin Childress, uh, Brian Skomberg, Will Springer, Zoe Robinson, uh, Taylor Inverse, uh, I, I messed that one up. But you didn't Larson. come here to Larson. talk about the names on the box. We did. I'm, one dropping, more name I'm dropping all also, the names. Also, Henning Ludwigton. There we go. Name. Those are all the artists and designers involved in making the best space game ever, Battlestar Galactica. But Adam, that's exactly what we came here for, is to talk about Battlestar Galactica. Literally that. Talking about. But we do have three <laughs> other names to mention, I think, before we move on. Ourselves? Ourselves. No one wants to, no one he, uh, Nobody cares. Okay. Right Nobody now, cares. we have two listeners to our show. Friday Night Games probably know right. we have millions. This is our perfect opportunity to tap into brand new audience. We need to sell ourselves, guys. Oh, and hijack it. Hi, brand awesome. new audience. Good to, good, to ha good to hear you. Good to be in your ears. <laughs> A little waxy, but it's not bad, not bad.
So that was Adam, uh, Adam, <laughs> myself, Chad, and Ryan are the Hello. three hosts of, of Dyson Men, which is a board game podcast. We've technically been around for like five-ish years, might not have been recording that entire time, but we have a pretty decent back catalog. So uh, definitely check us out. We're, we're on all the podcatchers. Uh, you, yeah, you we can, we're, we're we all have a general us. disagreement of what fortnightly is. Sometimes it's two right. Years, sometimes it's several months, but right. we, we do you know have an episode fortnightly. <laughs> Very true. But yes, we are here to specifically discuss Battlestar Galactica and how it is the best space game ever. Ryan, do you want to give a thematic dis- uh, narr- narration of the description of the game? Well, I see that you wrote some notes down, so I'm going to read it, but with dramatic flair. So from this is from Battle, uh, Board Game Geek. Uh, it's an exciting game of mistrust, intrigue, and the struggle for survival. It's based on the epic and widely acclaimed sci-fi channel series, Battlestar Galactica. Uh, this board game puts players in the role of one of 10 of their favorite characters from the show. But of course, the expansions have added more than just those 10 characters. Yeah. Each playable character has their own abilities and weaknesses and must all work together in order for humanity to say to have any hope for survival. However, one or more players, and this is the real catch that makes this game so fantastic, one or more players in every Every game secretly side with the Cylons, the Cylons being the bad robot faction in the game. Players must attempt to expose the traitor while fuel shortages, food contaminations, and political unrest threatens to tear the fleet apart. Amazing. I mean, the content was good. The delivery was awful. Amazing amazing content, well written. Amazing content. Very true. (laughs) The the thing about that is that is exactly how the game plays out, too. It's not like they provide this description and then there's this very abstracted game that you play where you have to do a lot of mental gymnastics to fill in the thematic gaps. This game feels like you are in the TV show Battlestar Galactica playing as that character as, you know, secretly being either human or Cylon and just sort of like trying to work together unless you are trying to very much not work together yeah they nailed the theme it's a fantastic game it's fun to play it's just top notch what can you say well just to break it down a little bit for for those that haven't actually got this to the table before so you do find yourself on one of two teams everyone starts as a human character but you you're dealt out a loyalty card at the beginning of the game which might secretly mean you're a cylon character no one else knows this and as the humans, you're, the goal of the game is to jump the Battlestar Galactica a certain distance. is usually eight, depending on what kind of variation of the game you're playing. And then do one more jump to get what's left of this of the human civilization to a new habitable planet and, and live peacefully. But of course, while you're doing that, Cylons are on board and they're attacking you from outside the ship and, and so on and so forth. If you're a Cylon player, your goal, uh, there's four main resources for the ship. There's food, fuel, population, and morale. If any of those get to zero uh, before they reach their final destination, the Cylons end up winning the game. So depending on what team you're on, your your goals are a little bit different as you play. So don't let Ryan's monotonous delivery turn you off of this game. This game is actually so much fun. It's a It plays several, like a large group of people too, right? Like you can mm-hmm. play up to eight, I think it is? Eight with the expansions. Yeah. I think you can get up to eight people at yeah. the table. So it's a great game. Lots of different people can play it. And it's it's because of the nice theme and the TV tie-in. You can just bring pretty much anybody to the table. Despite mm-hmm. my monotone delivery, I am actually not a Cylon. I know that has sort of like a robotic <laughs> kind of timber to it. I was actually trying to put a lot of intonation into my voice just so to really? hear that I'm still... You're, you're trying. Okay. I was, I know that. I, 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 was the, I was hitting the high notes. I was hitting the low notes. I had the drop. No, okay. I guess not. <laughs> Toasters can only reflect so far. Right? So, <laughs> that's right. But yeah, that's that's pretty much our, our Coles notes on Battlestar Galactica. And uh, we hope we can take this game all the way through the end for the last game standing season two. Woo-hoo!
And we probably will, unless one of you is a Cylon. We definitely will. Definitely dirty, will. Dirty Cylon. Unless one of us is trying to sabotage, that's true. <laughs> okay. Well, that was that was great. Amazing. A lot of great games in there. We obviously know Space Team's going to win. Space Team! So the five games, again, and with their content creators. So Meeple Mentor with Nemesis. Meeple Dungeon with Eclipse. Definitely a board game podcast with Twilight Imperium. Of Dyson Men with Battlestar Galactica and us with Space Team! <laughs> wow, were we just perfectly in sync there? I think so. Uh, so stay tuned for next week's episode where we will vote off a game. John, just uh, aside here, yeah, what should be totally the best space game of all time, other than Space Team, of course? You know what? I'm going to go with Dune Imperium. I knew you were going to go with Dune Imperium. Yeah. Actually, that's a great space game. I can't believe no one even put that up there. We should have put that up there. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Why? Well, yeah, listen, we chose Space Team for a reason. Yeah. And it's going to win. It's going to win. Yeah. So It's definitely not already voted off pre-recording. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. But yeah, so you think Dune Imperium? Why? Why is that? I just like it. I like it. It's got it's a cool deck building worker placement game. There's a lot of strategy in it, and you know when you're playing against when you're playing against the AI, the AI is actually quite difficult to beat. And in the solo game, it's even more challenging. So I think it's just a fun, challenging game. I think people compare it with Arnak all the time, but I feel like there are two separate games. Yeah, I actually, th- I actually, I mean, I've say this a lot. Yeah. I like Dune Imperium better than. Arnak. Yeah. And, and I think for obvious reasons, I just like how I think the deck building portion, there's more deck building in that game than there is in Arnak. And I like the deck building portion and it's well thought out yeah. in Dune Imperium. So I really like that. So yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm gonna, I want to play it again. Maybe I'll bring it this week instead of playing Gloomhaven. I mean, it's your week. So yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So mine, I'm just going to give a shout out to Jim Fitzpatrick, man. Mission mm-hmm. to mission to Planet Hex. Right? The game is hilarious. It's easy to play. It's also so freaking complicated because it's like playing, you know, Magic meets Flux. It just has a ton of rules, but it's also like super simple. And I'll be uh, running demos at PAX Unplugged this year. Yeah. Maybe me too. I haven't decided if I'm going yet. Awesome. So hopefully uh, you'll see both of us there. And uh, if you do, come by and say hi. Tell us you enjoy the show, and maybe there'll be another year of it. There we go. And if you don't, then there won't be. (laughs) (laughs) Put it on to you guys. There we go. (laughs) All right. This is the end of episode one, so check back next week when we get to vote off a game and talk to Jared and Jason from Meeple Mentor. Yeah. All right. If you like what you hear, don't forget to follow us on your favorite streaming platform. You can follow us on Instagram at Friday Night Games underscore official and Twitter at Friday Night GMS. And you can check us out on our website at Friday Night dot games. And again, I'm John. And I'm Matt. It's Friday night. Let's have some fun. Thanks, everyone. Thanks.